episode of the brothers of discussion Matt, we got a packed slate here today we got to talk about king of the ring building up the tournament we're gonna talk about nxt doing a huge big man big push and then we're gonna talk about a little guy named buddy murphy uh taking the cruiserweight spot on the main roster and running with it we got tons of stuff to go over. I know we want to start with the Wednesday Night Wars, just about to blossom. Uh, the return of The Fiend and Matt Shinsuke Nakamura. Getting a, a fresh reboot. And Matt, I know we want to make some time for GLOW, the Netflix original show that is really written beautifully. Matt, you are on the cusp of welcoming a beautiful baby into the world. How the heck are you? I'm doing fantastic. Like, tomorrow morning, I have to be at the hospital at 7 a.m. to bring in the very first baby of discussion. Um, Woo! She's going to be a huge wrestling fan. She's going to hate Charlotte. She's going to love Becky Lynch. And she, you know what, Mike? I'm, I'm predicting now she will be the first intergender WWE champion. <laughs> Once that it. starts rolling, because if you've ever complained that it's not realistic, please don't ever watch Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar matches. Mike, if you want to hear those opinions, Man, so many more. Man, shade to open the show. Go ahead. <laughs> if you want to hear those opinions and the like, head over to BODpodcast.com. Finn Balor's a baby. You heard it from here. No, I meant... <laughs> Never mind. Fire up those wrestling dirt sheets. That's... Finn Balor? Baby? <laughs> Nobody listens! Um, go, if you do want to listen, go to brothersofdiscussion.com or bodpodcast.com. And, of course, we have been owning Monday nights, Mike. We are the easily the number one podcast out there. Getting your attention, giving you laughs. That's at bodpodcast. Find us on Facebook as well for the live discussion group. Yes. Uh, we, we have our new rule, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, you have a spoiler, post... That it's a spoiler and put the spoiler in the comments. New rule. Yeah, it only took us uh, like four months to figure that one out. Took us 93 episodes to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is too, Mike, is you and I constantly post spoilers for people that can't watch Monday Night Raw on time. <laughs> and we haven't really censored ourselves. Well, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, if, maybe if it's we need a group discussion. Of, if it's the night of, I think it's okay, but... When we're when we're kind of cheating ahead and looking at you know NXT tapings, I think that's where we had to step in and make some changes. But I think we got everything fixed up now. I think we're in good shape. Yeah, and, and it's it's such a great group that when there's issues like that, um, you know, you just post. You know, you want to see a change. A lot of us really, you know, we're we're we don't even have the same opinions on wrestling and we're all pretty open about you know putting out your opinion now even that was an issue before and i i, I think we've solved that problem uh right. but you know now this the issue of the spoilers coming out and us not wanting to see them somebody brought it up and immediately we talked it out we made a new rule boom problem solved this group 
is Rollin. Woo! Yep, I like it. So, uh, uh, with that, uh, Mike, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk some wrestling? Let's talk some wrestling, Matt. Um, it, it's official it this is. week. It's official. It's official. Monday Night Wars are over because the Wednesday Night Wars are just getting started. Woo! Nothing like um, AEW confirmed for TNT, and this week NXT is leaving the one-hour comfort of the network and coming to cable and commercials on the USA Network starting September 18th. Uh, I had to watch a fucking commercial today, Mike. Uh, and we do, actually, through the regular NXT programming, but I had to watch a commercial for an FX show that I cared enough. I barely... Like, it's never going to become a consideration for me. So, I will just... To defend the network, commercials are there, as they should, because you need to make money. But, Mike, September 18th, it is going away. September 19th, yes. uh, you can watch that NXT episode. You'll just be a day late and a dollar short. So, if you want to be in the know, you've got to I'll give you a nickel today for an NXT hamburger tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so now we're in this game of either hoping that cable becomes cheaper because of all these streaming services, or that the USA Network or NBC Universal hurries up and makes their own streaming service <laughs> with like a WWE Network add-on. I don't know. It it's getting to be goddamn ridiculous um, with all the stuff we got to figure out in regards to cable and internet and streaming services. But uh, yes. long long story short, Mike. Uh, this was a huge flex by the McMahons, all those beautiful stockholders, executives uh, that used to work out of Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> well, because they move, because uh, they move the office. I can't remember where the offices are now. I think they're just closer no. to New York. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, anywho, it it feels like two two mistakes, one on each side. Uh, one. Initially, I have no idea why AEW thought it was a good idea to broadcast on Wednesday nights um, when I think we've all watched WWE Panic for months, uh, basically since, like, last Survivor Series, so last November. Yeah. Um, you know, panicking. Uh, we got we got new talent coming to the show, and then the talent doesn't really make it, and then they bring in the part-timers, and the part-timers aren't really bringing it in, so they try and bring in... More new guys. Ooh, and then is, those like new guys aren't really doing it, so they bring in more part-timers. Uh, Monday Night Raw has been an all-out panic. If I was AEW, I, I think I would have shot for Mondays. But instead, AEW did the first shot on Wednesdays, which I think the, the, the wrestling fanatics, Matt, we love Wednesdays because we get UK at you know 3 in the afternoon, and then at 8 o'clock you get the TV taping of NXT. Yep. So that's a money day for, for WWE, the company. See. So AEW says, let's do that. So, boom, mistake on AEW's part. So WWE says, you know what? You think that's a mistake? We'll show you a mistake. So then they change NXT from being a network exclusive where you're like, okay, I can't undo my subscription because NXT is part of the network. Yeah. AEW... You know, they, they, they were going to go up against crazies on Wednesday who are going to pay for the network. Now WWE says, nah, we're going to go on cable TV. 
funny that is. And it's a two-hour show. And one thing that kind of helped with the NXT mystique was that these guys were not overexposed. So you didn't have Adam Cole fighting every week and doing a, a segment to open the show and then another segment to close the show. You know, you'd see him every other week. So then, you you know, you got to get him when you can. You know, it's like a, a must-see TV when he does come on. Now it's just going to be a weekly segment. And I, Doesn't that hurt guys like that? I, my, my rebuttal to your first point that they're, they're taking away a reason to have the network. I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I, I remember taking a survey and answering, like, what do you watch on the network? My guess is that they were trying to figure out how many people are just getting the network to watch pay-per-views and how many people are getting it to watch things like NXT. My guess is that we are in the minority. We are mm. we are not who the network is, like that main audience that they care most about. I, I think the main audience they care most about are, are the ones that are looking for the pay-per-views and, and looking for those, you know, those one-off episodes. Uh, NXT, I just don't think... It's it's the number one ticket on on the network. I, I just I don't know. I feel like it can't be right because you still you go to bars and stuff, and if they're gonna do wrestling on TV, it's gonna be for for WWE programming. They don't do an NXT night. You don't go on a Saturday night to watch, um, I don't know, an NXT special show. So I, I'll just say that's us. Like if we're gonna segment out the the network audience, we are the folks that are tuning into NXT, but. Mike, even if I'm completely honest, I I maybe thought about it for a minute and then said, no, it's still too good of a deal to get all these pay-per-views for $9.99 a month compared to paying 60 bucks a month for each pay-per-view. So it's still it's too good of a deal to pass up just for that. And the NXT specials will still only be on the network. So what, right. the, what the WWE just did was advertise their show even better like now they have now they're going to make even more money from usa remember all the hundreds of millions of dollars they got for putting you know raw in one spot and then a billion dollars to put smackdown in another they're making another chunk of dough to have nxt on usa where again i'm going to make the argument even though we don't know that they weren't making too much from having nxt on the network and then it's just again another advertisement to have you get the network because if you want to see any of these storylines finish, you got to get the network. Uh. It's like when I used to collect a bunch of comic books when I was a kid. They'd give you enough comic books in the subscription to get to, like, the last couple fucking issues. And you had to re-up before the year was out. But our mom, as you know, Mike, because you're my brother of discussion, would only renew my comic book subscriptions on my birthday so i would miss two or three issues of every storyline most of the time being the end of a storyline and a series of comic books um now what's what's interesting to me is that you went with a comic book analogy when all you had to do was use a wrestling analogy because our parents bought zero pay-per-views for us we yeah. watch weeks of the bad guys but, winning every week, and we'd miss the big comeuppance by Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, but Undertaker. That was that was just unsolvable, because we didn't pay for cable. But right. I had to go to the comic book store and get my last couple 
sheets or uh, issues, and then I'd also pay for a, uh, 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 or you know, or Bob would pay for a subscription. So that's right. that's kind of I know we're talking two different things here. So now I'm calling cable TV being the subscription and the WWE Network subscription being the single purchase of uh, a comic book issue. But that's you know that was me solving the problem. That's where I was going with the comic books. We just never got pay per views when we were kids. We were just fucked. That's how that was the long and short of that one. <laughs> I just, I think, really, what I'm doing is, I, I don't know if my argument is necessarily uh, the perspective of the majority. I think, like you said, I'm mostly concerned about myself, who, who has been <laughs> avoiding paying for cable uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, uh, to use the term lightly, borrowing uh, Raw and SmackDown from Reddit. Uh, as one does you know getting pretty low quality uh the risk of viruses at every turn um and now i have to use that same method every wednesday night unless i cave and get cable or hulu live um there's so i i guess i think i think a couple years ago the seeds had been planted that you know you can just kind of cherry pick which uh streaming networks you want to pay for and then um, you know, say goodbye to cable companies, but the cable companies just, you know, are just waiting there with bags of money. Yeah, they they weren't just gonna lay down, you know. And I and a and a you know a company that, you know, with open arms has taken blood-soaked dollars from Saudi Arabia is has no issue taking even more money from the USA company. So <laughs> now here's here's my argument, at least. To the um, to the end of ha- you having to get cable anyway, you're gonna have to find a way to watch AEW. So I know. So that that I mean that was that was another problem that you're gonna have to tackle somehow. But um, God, you know I got a fucking shot today, and my arm's really starting to kill me. I had to get a shot for the baby so that I don't give it whooping cough. And really, fucking hell, it's starting to hurt. Yeah. Wow. Um, Man, already taking bumps for the baby, huh? Yep. Nice. Uh, we are a pro-vaxxer family here, so whenever I can get a <laughs> vaccination, I'm going to take it. Don't worry, I, I won't tell Jim Carrey. You're, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> that Looney Tune. So, speaking um, of, like, uh, facts and, and having things to back up your points, I've always made the point that AEW is run by children, and uh, this past week was, was perfect. I, I had all the evidence... Right in front of me, Exhibit A and Exhibit B, Mike. Chris Jericho has not stopped whining about NXT starting on Wednesdays. Like, you'd think it would be, like, one or twice and it would be cute. Or just once would have been enough. But no, he's continuing (laughs) to go. Uh, Why do you think that is? Well, his point, I'll say this. His point is that he wants thanks, which is a continuation of like what he's doing in AEW, right? He wants thanks for helping AE now, you know, helping AEW become AEW. Now he wants thanks that because he made AEW AEW that that's why NXT is on Wednesdays. Now, I <laughs> I honestly just think he's bitter. Nobody could tell me like, he could be standing here right in front of me and go, "No, man. It's just it's a, you know, it's a work. It's part of the part of the game." No, man, you're you're bitter as fuck right now. You left, 
and now they're doing everything they can to make their brand suffocate yours to death. Not, not just, not just be better, have more viewers. They're doing everything they can to kill AEW, which they have the money to do it, and it, it, it's it's obvious now. Um, now that's okay. So that's my perspective. I don't know. Did you have a different perspective on it? I mean. I, I think he's just he's trying to he's that's all he can say at this point. It's not like he could Yeah, they're scared of us. You know, it it it, it is what it is. They have a insane budget. They can do whatever the hell they want. Right. Uh he he's 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 trying. I I I mean I I kinda get it. Well, the other one too is is uh, I've been asking the young bucks to stop tweeting about the wwe and i even responded to them finally on twitter right now they get it because i i said something um but i said like this was my point like if they were there or not your main goal is to create quality tv so responding to this just makes you look bitter makes you look like a baby it makes you look immature like you don't know what you're doing like Again, focus on you. Focus on making that quality product that, as I've said a couple times now, I will be there with my my bowl of popcorn and my soda pops. <laughs> and my new baby girl. We're out. We're gonna sit there. She the probably the first thing she'll absorb. She'll she'll have just as much AEW as WWE grown up. And uh, God damn, I don't want to see it fail. So I'm not I'm not that guy. But you gotta stop focusing on your competitor. Go ahead. I I don't think it's I don't think that's possible. Um, the way that TV commercial like you can almost you know, uh, it's like all the stations got together and timed their commercials at the same time. Um, so like the hour will hit, you'll get a few minutes of the show, and then a commercial, and then a longer segment, then a commercial, and then a longer segment. So it's like these guys are not going to be able to like you know open at nine o'clock and all right well they're going to open with the segment let's start with a commercial and then uh, when they go to commercial we'll be on live TV and then we'll flip flop it's like no they're going to have I- almost identical commercial setups um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how they combat that like you know I really like how SmackDown um, they won't cut away for TV. Uh, commercials like tv stoppages yeah they'll just do a split screen so i'm I'm really interested to see how aew who so far you know because they're you know still in the infant stages see how they try to figure that out uh to keep i don't get the eyeball i don't know if they've proved keep them there i don't know if they've proved they can handle even a split screen yet with the production value we've seen on their special shows uh, we've had some adventures just trying to get a replay yeah um well, I'll, I'll I say this. They figure it out by then. There, there's a good reason why I'm not really going back and forth on my selection. And I'm going to go outside of wrestling again, Mike. So hold on to your butts. There's a reason I'm not considering a moving away from Verizon. Right? And there's also a reason that when you watch a Sprint commercial, all they do is talk about Verizon. That's all they do. Please, God, look away from Verizon for a second because we will give you... The whole world, and it's half the price of Verizon. I'm not even think. I laugh at those commercials. They make me laugh so goddamn hard because I cannot get a signal when I'm with Sprint. 
but when I'm with Verizon, it's never a problem. Never, ever a problem. That's why I stick with them. So I'm going to go back to that argument I hope the Young Bucks learn from, is if you act like Sprint, you will become Sprint. But if you act like Verizon, you can become Verizon. You just can't do both. You can't accidentally luck into being Verizon. You have to focus on having the better product. And if it's really just now, like now it's just you have to be better than NXT, which NXT will have to throw in a lot more of these performance center guys. Now we know why they had that whole tournament and introduced a bunch of names. Yep. Um, so it also looks like why we're probably going to be waiting a long time before Undisputed Era gets called up. Yeah, and that's that's fine because really, what do we want? We just want to see them. So I'm ter- I'm starting to come to terms with that, right? We just want to see them on TV. I don't need to see them on the main roster and. You know, I'll go a step deeper into this, too. Mike, what do you think about this? Like, if NXT is on USA, and they're they're going to be produced live, right? I mean, right. isn't there a much better chance that we're going to see these NXT guys jump into the main roster more often, doing more than what the Street Profits are doing? I mean, they're probably going to be doing more than, like, our, my boy is heavy machinery. Or EC3, for that matter. Um, right. I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, we, we've seen, um, you know, Breezango kind of getting the reboot here. And I think more of those NXT guys are going to be doing that. Uh, Killian Dane, uh, you know, kind of jumping ahead. We're going to talk about him later. But um, it's probably in WWE's best interest to have a fully fleshed out show every Wednesday. Um well, it's just the oh, the I, money's I, uh... the money's there. The assets are there. I think I think the movement of their of those assets is going to be key to what they're again. What I'm going to say their plan is, which is to destroy AEW. So if there's a night that John Cena is available, <laughs> there's an open slot, and Tommaso Ciampa's you know maybe he's champion at the time and he's challenging the whole locker room. Well. Here comes, here comes John Cena, movie star, out for just a segment, maybe to maybe to fight with Champa for a bit, like. I think that's a that's a excellent point. Um, like when you look at WWE's bench, you know if because I think Cena is that might be a pie in the sky, but mm-hmm. if come that first Wednesday, you want to get people's eyeballs on the first, you know, live NXT. Yep. If you had the creator of NXT, like Triple H, going up against Champa, oh my god! Um, I mean, people would be stopping with that. Would be the wrestling for the week. Like they would watch that episode over, you know, Raw, Raw and SmackDown. Yep. And this, so, I mean, that's that's something that you know AEW can't really help. I think that they're just gonna have to knowing that stuff like that is possible. I think they're just gonna have to really just kind of put their heads down and just let's just be us yeah you know they they can't possibly compete with that they they would have to have you know that miraculous you know cm punk signing or that goldberg signing something like that. which they they don't have that. there have been teases with cm punk now tweeting at cody uh this last week oh, but no. I, I mike i want to we talk so much about the possibilities of what wwe can do 
One thing I didn't put in the notes that just popped in my head, so forgive me. I think that this is going to push AEW to stop. I mean, <laughs> I keep making the point that AEW can't stop talking about WWE. But I think this will push them in that direction that they can't hang on their coattails anymore. And if you think I'm being ridiculous by saying that, if you were going to guess that AEW is going to have a show WrestleMania weekend, raise your hand. Because I would have raised my hand. Should they? Absolutely not. So what I'm hoping, when we talk about all the possibilities of WWE, the possibilities of AEW is now they're going to get pushed to have to make their own big weekend. To stay away from WrestleMania. Let WWE have that. Let the indie shows have that. Because you know what? We're bigger than an indie show. We don't need that weekend. Or if it's not happening this year, it's something that they're at least talking about. Where we need to not hang on those coattails anymore. We need to go outside of the regular formula for anything that's not WWE. So we're making NXT programming maybe maybe not better but it's it's gonna it's definitely gonna be more accessible uh and then hopefully making aew even better yeah i mean nothing not no competition is is gonna you know the existence of competition is not gonna hurt either one it should really push each other to make a, a crazy a plus product um i mean hope i'm for their sake, for the existence of AEW, knowing, you know, those those Triple H one-off matches are a possibility. Uh, you know, like Shawn Michaels coming back to fight Adam Cole. Some, something crazy like that. Um, like, I hope AEW finds some way to finagle, you know, a Punk or a Goldberg, something like that. Uh, you know, just to, just to grab the, the like, the short-minded attention span. You know, long run, yes, you want to establish, you know, um, the Moxleys, Omegas, you know, Bucks, stuff like that. Um, you know, as as equal to, you know, the the WWE product in the United States. Right. Um, so I hope they can do that, and I, I hope they have some tricks up their sleeve, because I got to tell you, I, I don't know if, you know... Darby Dar, Darby Allen matches are are gonna win the Wednesday Night Wars, and you know I I enjoyed his stuff, but knowing what NXT has, you know, in store for us, where you know Dijakovic and Keith Lee is, is yep. something like that is kind of an afterthought, you know, after Undisputed Era, Velveteen Dream, Shayna Baszler, um, still kind of got Johnny Gargano and Champo. We're not sure where that that storyline is gonna go. That's a deep roster. You know what I mean? Um, and then they can still, again, they can call on the, the part-timers to come back, the Killian Danes. We have, you know, I didn't even mention Matt Riddle in that. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's going to be tough. And I, I hope, I hope AEW knows, you know, they're cognizant of that. And I, I hope they have some tricks up their sleeve. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Because ultimately we, we will be the winners of that. Well, I'll will say uh, we keep going back and forth and on we the viewer on right. yeah. So our conversation, I'll say we keep going back and forth on uh, the next move, the next chess piece, and uh, talking about the assets that the WWE has. Mike, the XFL 
announced their stupid teams today. And who tweeted it? At W. <laughs> the bourbon's getting to me. At WWE. WWE. There, I finally said it, folks. Well, I think that's probably because nobody's following the uh, XFL feed. Yeah. So, uh, so to, uh, this is almost more of a conversation about what a waste of money this XFL is turning into, that they've already turned to a completely different audience to sell the XFL. And nobody, please, don't tell me that a WWE audience is a pro football audience. Yes, there will be people that watch both. But no, they are not the same audience. You are not selling them the same things. They are not looking for the same product. They're looking for something that is dramatic. And you can't force that in pro sports. So, no, they're not the same audience. Yes, I'll be watching just to check it out and laugh. Not the same conversation. So, Mike, with how many assets they have, now we're establishing that they can just willy-nilly throw around tweets because nobody else, nobody's following the XFL. Um, <laughs> how, I mean, is this... When I saw this, to me, my first thought was, that's pathetic. I mean, what? where's your head at? What? Where's... Like, what are your initial I, thoughts? I mean... I, I didn't know how seriously I keep I keep hoping that the XFL is like still like five or six years away because I I don't care I yeah I don't I don't care um well it's funny to I me I don't know what it would take for me to care but what they're doing right now is not it <laughs> I it pops up now in my like my uh, social media feed like I get um, apply now for a job with the XFL and I'm like ah. I don't know. I want like some stability. I don't know about a one-year yeah, job. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cool. Yeah, pizzas don't deliver themselves. Um, so I, I'd re I'm saying I'd rather deliver pizzas than work for the XFL. Um, I, I at this point, that move, even though it's small, says so much that they're already commingling brands and mixing the messaging. Um, it's not what I, I'm you're gonna think I'm crazy, ladies and gentlemen. That's not how business social media works. Um, you're really not supposed to be sharing that kind of stuff on your WWE brands. I think it was even through their WWE PR Twitter post or something like that. Um, not the same. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that's that's all I really had for my hot take on that. Pathetic, bad move, bad business decision. Um, and, and, and because of all those things immediately doesn't bode well, especially for a company that has a movie studio that performs poorly with every movie that comes out. Um, and now a football league that if you ever were told the lie that these two businesses were not related, that argument is now dead and buried after today. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not like it's you know uh or you know it's it's just gonna be the end of them it's just that it, it kind of like what is it that young brand that runs kfc and like taco bell like it, it's like seeing you know a kfc snacker ad on the taco bell feed it's just you don't do it you know even though it's yeah. owned by the same company you know you you put it in the right spot i don't know no you're right i mean it's just it, it that would come off as like oh no 
poor KFC. Nobody's on their Twitter feed. Um, and you know what? Have you ever seen how Wendy's just trashes every other fast food restaurant? Just yeah. to go back to comparing social medias, that's kind of like AEW every time they reach out and try and get attention from WWE. And then, uh, not that the WWE responds directly like Wendy's, but just their lack of response or <laughs> recognition is to- they're totally Wendy's and from that perspective. But I just want you made you popped that <laughs> what you said made that pop in my head. I just had to get that off my chest. Um, so let's talk. Well, I, I don't know. I think the XFL still. I I, I, I don't know. When it, when it actually comes out, I guess I'll probably watch it for a quarter. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be low-end NFL football. Like, NFL is best of the best. And then there's NFL practice squads. And then there's a Canadian football league. And then there's arena football league. And then below that is the XFL. Yep. So. I, and I then mean, below that, is... college football. Hey-oh! Zing! Yeah, and, I mean, it's not like with wrestling, you know... Uh, like Ring of Honor is just like young guys who haven't made it yet, so they they have they have those flashes like they're almost there, they're almost top level talent. But this is like guys who couldn't make like four, five, six cuts. You know what I mean? So like the the quality of sport is not going to be there. It's going to be below like the NBA now has like has been three on three basketball. Oh know? man, that is so embarrassing. So it's like the XFL is its barely that because these aren't like NFL superstars. These are like, you know, community college, you know, like the Juco kids, you know, coming to play TV <laughs> football. It's its going to be rough. I, I don't know why. Have you I, ever I know, wondered I know Vince's balls with the are team huge, but of Mateen Cleese, Chauncey Billups, these. and Baron Davis Ooh. would look like. <laughs> I just wanted that to roll <laughs> to roll under what you were saying. I'm sorry, I said it too loud. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> well, like I think WWE kind of made a mistake with the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, I know you're you're on top of it because it's just going to be more revenue money for them. So that's smart. Um, I think the XFL is kind of a poo poo idea uh, based on the level of talent that could possibly be in the league. But that doesn't mean that WWE's all mistakes, man. Um, I think that they've definitely been hitting some home runs recently with their story storylines, um, and I, I every every opportunity to have a tournament, WWE should do it, um, and that brings us to Matt the King of the Ring is back, um, and we got some first round matchups this week. Um, I don't I don't think any of the outcomes really should be too surprising. Uh, Cedric Alexander beating Sami Zayn because Sami's got other stuff going on on Friday. Uh, defeating Apollo Crews, who smiled in defeat, as he does in victory, as he probably does at a funeral, Matt, as you mentioned in one of your lovely memes this week. Oh, did you uh, see the whole thing, though? It was Apollo Crews at a funeral, and then Apollo Crews, right before his match started with, with King of the Ring, was the first time he did not smile, because you knew that he was going to lose. Aww. I feel like most people didn't see the second picture. See, the idea was is that you saw a second picture and you're supposed to click on it so that it ranks better in Facebook uh, algorithms, but uh, it appears the public yep. didn't take that next step. That was a, yep, that was a lesson there. People just like the one second. So 
I open up memes all the time. Podcast episodes and really put all our money into the first second of this show. And then move on. <laughs> Brotherdiscussion.com. <laughs> oh, shit. Brotherdiscussion.com. Um, well, Mike, um, you, skipped, you skipped quite a few <laughs> topics I wanted to talk about today. But our, so. We go, we go back. <laughs> but I, I had a great flow. I had it flowing so that it was. We talk one, and then that leads into the next conversation, which leads into the next one, which oh, leads into the sorry. next one, which leads into the next one. Now it's all just... I really knack really you at that one. Oh, Man, my God. Sandy Zane is back into some order here. After losing to Cedric Alexander, see, then we go, Cedric Alexander beats Sami Zayn. But Sami Zayn's story is not over. Mike, this week... See, that's how it's done. This week, Sami Zayn did what I've been doing to the public... To anybody who doesn't watch pro wrestling, to what I found out this week are people who do watch pro wrestling, is tell the world how great Nakamura Mura. Do you say Mura? Nakamura? A lot of people say his name wrong, but it's actually pronounced Shinsuk Nakamura. <laughs> Shinsuk. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, yeah, I, I feel like we're if you're if you're like the hardcore Nakamura fan, you you were Sami Zayn. You you've been Sami Zayn in the past, and we've had to like make the the argument that Sami said, like the communication breakdown is why people like get frustrated or can't see the brilliance of Nakamura. Now, some of us, you know, have watched silent films, have read books, and we can get past the idea that he doesn't have a perfect English speaking accent or dialect. Um, so we can use context clues and still find him funny and entertaining. Yeah. Like we managed to do for Brock Lesnar at every big paper. Exactly. So for some reason he gets a pass. Um, but <laughs> Sami Zayn was that outlet of frustration and everything that I've been putting out there, trying to tell people how great Nakamura is. Uh, and we got to see it on SmackDown, and it was it was great. And now, since Sami Zayn can't win a match, he's gonna be Nakamura's manager, and I I couldn't be happier. If it was a drug, Mike, I want it pumped in my veins right now. Or wait, what did I say on Twitter? I said, then, now, Injected and forever. In my veins. Pull my pants down and inject it into my femoral artery. <laughs> I'm bent over. Put it in. <laughs> Sorry. We don't need to put it there, sir. Put it in. <laughs> put Sammy Nakamura in. Put it in. Nakamura in Honestly, I, yeah, there's I no mean, negative Sammy to Zane this. Should be, should, he should be the mouthpiece. Uh, and I think... Uh, you know, Sami Zayn was not going to win this tournament because I, I think we've kind of talked about it before. It's about um, Drew McIntyre and Elias. Well, I'm just kidding. I think King of the Rings should establish a character as a wrestler, not establish a wrestler as a character. Mm. So I think I think Sami Zayn is is out because he's already a made man, and I, and I make this case because I think your boys McIntyre and your your uh, Dark Horse, Elias, are both 
excellent characters, but we haven't quite gotten them to the point where they're just go-to wrestlers. More so Elias than McIntyre, but McIntyre, he's, he's talked a good game, he looks a good game, but I, I don't think he's quite had that opportunity to win you know, a big match. So this looks like his opportunity to do that, him or Elias. I like it when your points make me feel smarter. Um... <laughs> right, that's what I. Problem, that's why I picked Elias. No, you that's call me the milkmaid because I'm gonna butter you up. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, going back to to Sammy and Nakamura, do you, do you see this lasting a while, or do you hope it does? I think if they, uh, you know, if, if they want to make some money, I think they should. Um, as much as I love Sammy, um, I think I love his, his talking more than his matches at this point. Um, I like the haluba kick. I like that crazy dive he does from the floor, and he he dives through the you know the corner rope turnbuckle thing and does a DDT. All that you know that's all fun. That's great. Um, but I, I think where WWE wrestling is at right now, I think Nakamura is is the more interesting, you know, brutal Japanese strong style knees to the face, uh, the Kinshasa, the you know putting his head on your belly and wiggling his arms around like a squid. Um, I don't know. That's 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 more for me. And I, I think that if we could take Sammy's mouth and Nakamura's wrestling ability, I think we could make a perfect hybrid wrestler. Uh, to dominate on Thursdays or Tuesday. Oh my God! What year is it? Uh, Tuesdays. I forgot what year. Friday night Man. SmackDown coming Thursday up. Friday night SmackDown. Friday night SmackDown. I know. Good God. Right. That's um, the uh, right. They're moving to Fridays on Fox. Is the live show moving to Fridays? I forget. I can't remember. Anyway, let's not <laughs> let's not put a stamp on that. Brothers of discussion. Stupid. Bam. Literally anything else. But go ahead. Well, my my last point on this, Mike, and I hope. At this point, the brothers of discussion faithful can say it with me. Mike, why is this such a great move? Like the real because reason? <laughs> because they're utilizing. Come on, everybody, let's say it together. They're utilizing, utilizing their talent. assets. You're paying them. Ready? One, two, three. Utilizing assets. <laughs> Say one more time. One, two, three. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, that one we got right. Um, yeah. You got the money. You're competing now with a brand that thinks they're going to be bigger than you. Uh, you've got half of your audience on Twitter telling you that you suck. Um, you know what? They're telling you that you shin suck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How have we not thought of that? Um, oh, no. Any utilize your assets. You're paying them. Use it. Put them, you know, put guys on NXT. Uh, make new, you know, make great speakers, managers. Create a tag division and actually use it in the women's division. Um, all, all good moves. Yeah. I know. An actual tag division instead of some of the crap that we saw this past Monday, but I don't want to jump ahead. I know you got a whole 
We got a whole, uh, you know, camping route here, a little route in the woods for us to follow. Oh, it's already, um, we're lost. It's it's gone. We can do. Right, let's let's fire there off was, the flare. There was there there was a great <laughs> ride and a journey to be taken. Unfortunately, the wagon the uh, the wagon is split right down the middle. We're gonna have to chalk the wagon and float down the river uh, as if we we're let's, playing Oregon Trail. Matt, let's let's. Let's ford the river here. Let's get our oxen. <laughs> Did that ever work? Uh, <laughs> you chopped the I wagon. Think you, I think you got about two hoofs into the water and your whole camp would go up yeah. <laughs> underneath the sea. Um, Matt, let's do some quick hits here. We're, all, we're already at almost 45 minutes. Woo! Um, the Buddy Murphy run. Yes. He had that great run in uh, the Super Showdown in Australia. Boom. Then becomes Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, makes the belt mean something. Makes the pre-show mean something. Uh, and now he's gotten these, these great one-on-one -on -one matches with Roman Reigns where he holds his own. Uh, goes up against Daniel Bryan. And uh, wins! Defeats him. Yeah. Um, and now, is is the bracket correct, Matt? Is, it, is he going to be up against Ali? Uh, I... I was a hundred percent sure until right now, until you questioned it. Uh, Let me ask you this: yeah. Why is this Buddy Murphy run such a big deal? Um, <clears throat> Mike, if we could uh, go back to the previous segment and uh, discuss utilizing your assets, uh, <laughs> I just—it's not just about utilizing your assets. It's about taking some of these. Yeah, and it is Ali and Murphy. Um. It's about building up your goddamn roster. So there actually are some new assets to boast about. Like, if you've got a whole... Again, going back to the competition side of this and that side of the discussion, if you've got a whole other brand that's going to introduce 20, 30 guys uh, in the next month and they're going to tell you that they're better than, than the guys that fight on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, man, you do have a Buddy Murphy. You've got... this guy who delivers awesome promos is i mean talk about like on his knee pad seeing uh oh jesus now it just left my mind um but the uh what what is he the secret weapon what is, uh, oh the best kept secret. best kept secret he really is he really is the best kept secret i mean going back to that run with the the 205 live championship that was the only time i cared about it and he did build it up, but I'll be honest, he was the only thing that made that Cruiserweight Championship exciting because I haven't gone back to watch 205 Live. So if you want to talk about maybe there's more people watching it now, I can talk about the fact that I just stopped watching it because Buddy Murphy left. And now he's winning matches against Daniel Bryan that are, like, I would say the most exciting thing on SmackDown this past Oh, excuse me, this past week. And uh, to know that now he's going to go up against Ali, who you could make the argument, like, maybe Ali was supposed to get this push, and then he gets hurt. Kofi Kingston takes his spot for WrestleMania. Uh, so while that happens, and now, is there any way that Ali actually beats Buddy Murphy while he's on this run? Hell no! Buddy Murphy's taking this match, and he's moving along, and he's going to be fighting Elias in the next round. This is all, I mean, it's because he does do well with the promos it's because he's a hell of a wrestler in the ring it's because when they asked him mike to go to 205 live he didn't bitch about it 
he went and made the cruiserweight championship an easy watch so <laughs> you know what i mean the, uh, he was in kind of a, a, a floundering tag team they split him up he went on his own um he completely transformed his physique uh dropped weight put on muscle became even more athletic um I think every week we're going to have a new segment where we talk about somebody being the anti-Sasha Banks because he didn't take his ball and go home. He said, fuck it. I'm going to be the best cruiserweight guy you've ever seen. You're going to have no choice but to call me up. Yeah. And I, th- I think what's, what's, what's really fun about Buddy is what they tried to do with Ali felt a little more forced because I, I don't think I was quite on board with him. Um, You're right. And I think part of that, you know, Ali is, is great at selling. Um, I think his promos are getting a little bit better when they do those, you know, vignettes in the alley. And he's, you know, talking about, you know, overcoming, you know, real life uh, uh, obstacles. Those are great. But it kind of goes back to, you know, uh, uh, an interview we've talked about on this show before with Daniel Bryan talking about, you know, you know, if I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar to the guy up in the hundredth row, I got to look like I have a chance. And Ali, I think he needs to have that Buddy Murphy transformation because I, I think when you look at him, he just screams, "This is a guy who belongs on a cruiserweight show." Where Buddy Murphy, I agree, legitimately looks like he has a chance. You know, against you know the Daniel Bryan's, the Romans, the Seth Rollins of the world, the AJ's of the world. Um, so I think Ali, I think he's got a, he's got the potential when they did that baby push. I think people were, you know, pretty excited. You know, they liked his gimmick with the light up robot, robot man suit. Um, but I think he's got to put as much work in as Buddy did before he actually gets a sustained run up top. Plus, Mike, think about this. Every time Buddy Murphy's in a feud... It gets to sound like dialogue from a South Park episode in Canada. I just can't stop giggling whenever Daniel Bryan puts his foot to Buddy's head. And he says, how about that, Buddy? Huh? What do you you think about that, Buddy? And then Buddy has to go, I ain't your buddy, guy. I ain't your guy. Oh, then then the fiend fiend should attack because then they'll go, I'm not your guy, fiend. And then, I'm sorry, I ruined it. But anyway... <laughs> if there's an underrated <laughs> underrated reason for Buddy Murphy uh to get a push, I think it's just how much giggling I can get out of the way on Tuesdays. Um but yeah, good good it, it's great for Buddy. Um but going back, I, should we take another step backwards into how odd uh cuz obviously Buddy fought Roman Reigns, the reason being Roman was looking for his um the man who attempted to murder him. <laughs> and uh, we met him, possibly, on Tuesday. The man who tried to murder Roman Reigns was uh, Rowan Eric Rowan's doppelganger. Very odd moment of people saying that is a thousand percent Luke Harper. Um, me, what? right, I know, <laughs> insane. Me watching it, thinking of... Uh, in fighting with my family the actor who portrayed Paige's father who i should know his name because he's simon pegg's nick frost when nick frost played Paige's father 
and fighting with my family. That's when I went, ha, look at it, Nick Frost is back. And that was my initial reaction. Um, I don't know what your initial reaction was, Mike, but um, I think overall the wrestling community was very underwhelmed at this reveal of the unknown red-headed, red, red-bearded I I, man. I was, I was properly whelmed for a moment because I thought, <laughs> cool, they called up uh, Primate from NXT UK. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I love me some Primate and uh, I love the hunt. That's, that's one of my favorite uh, jobber tag teams right now. But, uh, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a cute little wrinkle. Um, it sounds like something Daniel Bryan, you know, made up uh, while he was hopped up on, you know, some CBD oil and, uh, you know, a self-sustaining house <laughs> yeah. in California. Uh, I, uh, I don't have a problem with that segment because I, I know Daniel's good at dragging out stories. I You know, we've... We've heard the interviews of what he did with, you know, when he was with Bray Wyatt, when he's joining the Wyatt family and breaking up and taking a beating, but then getting his comeuppance. Um, this just sounds like Daniel Bryan having a little fun in the mid-card, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, if... Whatever direction they go. If anything, I know in the back of my mind, I'm still just thinking, like, this is going to turn into, like, you know, the, the kind of joke that having a fake sting was back on monday nitro like it was still you still wanted to see how that was gonna turn turn about because we knew it was fake sting but uh you know it'll get me watching i a lot of people hate it i was underwhelmed right i think we wanted to see some somebody under that hood that we all recognized oh my god my cat just scared the fuck out of me (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i'm glad we don't record live um i just pissed my pants no she's just running around scraping the carpet and scared me because it's dead quiet in my basement um anyway let's get back to uh (laughs) pro wrestling i want to talk about two things mike i I don't know if you're ready to make this move but i know we want to talk about glow yeah we're at we're at 53 minutes um let's try to do some tweet length reactions here to a couple other baby things matt um Ray Mysterio tries to retire, and his son Dominic stops it. I think was this your favorite funny moment of the year? Yeah, I couldn't stop making memes. Um, it was just it was too much fun, and it was a ridiculous segment, and uh, super lazy in regards to writing to just go. Well, if he's here, why don't we say this? I, you know, at yeah. this point, I don't need Ray Mysterio to stick around. No, I think it's just funny how much bigger Dominic is than his dad. And little Ray had his his army fatigues on, and it looked like Dominic was sending a like a misbehaved son off to boot camp. Yep. So that was my favorite thing. Uh, the OC lost their tag titles. Matt, your feelings? Uh, it does kind of feel like this is the end of the fun that was the OC. I, I don't see them winning the titles back. It was pretty short lived. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Two weeks. Yep. <laughs> so then that idea of the undisputed era never coming up makes more sense. Let me say my favorite moment of uh, the, 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 the preamble to the match, the, the, the combining forces of Seth and uh, Braun Strowman, and then finally the culmination with the tag titles. My favorite moment was Seth Rollins uh, shaking hands with Braun and on the microphone saying, I know where this is going, and don't we all. Won't we all at this point? Yep. Uh, 
the inevitable breakup and then WWE Universal title match. Matt, big news, Vic Joseph promotion. Your thoughts? Uh, not a promotion. Fill it in for Corey, who will be back soon. And those are my thoughts. Those are Matt's thoughts. They are wrong. <laughs> uh, Vic Joseph, big deal. Monday Night Raw had not one but two play-by-play <laughs> -play commentators. That's what sports needs is multiple play-by-play -play guys. Loved it. Uh, I'm a Vic Joseph mark. It's just why did we bring in another guy to back up Michael Cole? I don't know. Weird. I mean, he was, he, uh, he was backing up Michael Cole, who was on the broadcast. Uh, uh, God, why can't I think of his name? Who was supposed to be there, but he wasn't. Wait, uh, Corey, Corey Graves. Yeah. Corey Graves. I was like, yeah, I just said his name. A, a color guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's madness. The color uh, commentary I guy. Think Jim Ross should have stepped in, and Gorilla Monsoon from the Grave should have also come in. I just need to take a quiet moment to say the color commentary guy. What did I say? <laughs> I let's just let's move forward. We'll move forward. Matt, uh, I think that's our quick hits. Uh, NXT, okay, let's do some quick hits because we're pushing an hour, bud. Uh, what stood out for you? Uh, for me, I'm going to jump in first. <laughs> uh, the Hunt. Uh, Wild Boar Mike Hitchman has been a madman. Every week I tag this guy, and he throws us not just a favorite, but a retweet and a comment. Bless your heart, Hitchman. I love your contacts and your missing teeth. Matt, your thoughts oh. on the entire NXT UK hour? Um, it was definitely something I had on my um, laptop while I was doing work. <clears throat> and Can I watched Tyler Bate just pick up every heavy man oh my and, God. and slam him. I, there's never been a more appropriate nickname for a wrestler than Big Strong Boy. He is the biggest, strongest boy I've ever <laughs> seen. Yeah, that that was something to tune in for, or at least uh, you know, do a quick Giphy search and, and watch it. That oh, I can't like, stop I burping. I can't wait for him to do a pop up power slam on the Big Show. I am gonna <laughs> cream my shorts when I watch that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that, I mean that was the highlight. Um, it's it's too bad that Mark Andrews uh, made James Drake and Zach Gibson boring for me. Um, <laughs> But I did like the, the, the Kaylee Ray promo on Tony Storm. I thought that was really good. Uh, and I complain a lot about the likes of, like, Natty and Bailey nonstop. Uh, so it, it, is, it is good to see that eventually we'll have a Kaylee Ray come up and <laughs> dethrone these ladies because she, she's got a wicked tongue, and I enjoyed watching it. And unfortunately right now the champion is not so great on the mic, which would be Tony Storm. So her retaliation yeah. was a slap of Kaylee. But uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, it works. You know, when when you utilize your assets, you have to know what you have as an asset. Tony's a good wrestler. Um, she's, yeah, good Good was the right word. Kaylee Ray is a great talker, I just found out. And uh, I'm happy to see more promos from her. Yeah. Um, I think you're right on the money. The one thing that I wanted to mention was uh, Kaylee Ray got a, a warm-up match against... Shaq's, which, you know, not the greatest wrestler of all, you know, wrestler name of all time, but definitely a better wrestler name than her Twitter handler, which was at Wrestler Shaq's. You know what's funny? 
I saw you tweet that out, and I I read it as wrestler hacks, like life hacks. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I didn't really. I love you, but I didn't really read your tweet. I just saw the handle, so I was like, oh, that's cool, wrestler hacks. So like, you know, if you're fighting um, Joey Ryan, make sure you don't yeah, grab his Wii. Yeah. Exactly. Don't fall for his tricks, kind of thing. Wrestler hacks. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna think of like you know a Dean Malenko. Watch out for his armbar. You know. Yeah. If you wear. Goldberg, watch out for the spear. Matt jumped to mention Joey Ryan evading his penis. Uh, yeah, I think that was most NXT UK. Uh, Matt. I want to talk about Glow real quick. Let's let's do a sprint through NXT. Oh, my gosh. Uh, non-derivative, because they don't call it NXT United States. Still, um, I'm going to give you a minute here to, to wax poetically about uh, UE, the Undisputed Era. Ooh, that's how I almost labeled this segment. Um, I'd like to take uh, about a half hour here to talk about how great that opening mm-hmm. segment was. Uh <laughs> We're trying to figure out how is NXT going to move over to USA, and we spent a half hour dissecting that. Um, if Undisputed Era is leading the way, and it really looks like we're going to have championships around everybody's waist, uh, I'm going to be pretty stoked come September 18th to spend two hours watching NXT. I will not have a problem doing that, uh, especially now that Bobby Fish is getting hot on the mic. Uh, Colin Regal. Bobby's getting hot. Yeah, Colin Regal, a silly prat, was my uh, <laughs> was my favorite uh, turn of phrase. Underutilized insult, I think. We need yeah. to start calling people prats. Corbin, you prat. And and they yeah. actually built a storyline of uh, the wrong guy getting pinned uh, with Kyle soon. Maybe we already know the outcome of this match. Uh, that might be what we referenced earlier on the Facebook group with. Uh, Spoilers going uh, going out on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. I, do you feel like, um, can I just say real quick with uh, the Street Profits um, cheating to retain their belts? I feel like we've seen a couple instances of them yeah. kind of screwing up who the legal man is. And instances where the referees just kind of, you know, you're supposed to pull, you know, push the face. It's definitely, and he's just kind of. It's like, probably ah, a bit of both, like where it was going to be storyline or the the continuation of um, this battle or the feud. How much of this was storyline? Yeah. and How much of it was? Oops, we kind of fell into a storyline. Because you you guys fucked it up again. Oh, and I thought of another wrinkle for you because I want you to answer in your answer. Uh, so, how much of this I was going to say it feels more like uh, it fell into their laps. Like, ah, fuck it, so, where, where I was going was uh, this was going to be something they put back together as having Undisputed Era and the Street Profits. You guys are on the same uh, but they were I'm lucky enough to have something like this pop up so they can just use that. I really don't think that this happened and they planned it ahead of time uh, kind of thing. Uh, but, I, I mean, to continue about how great the segment was, I mean, we did get Roddy Strong calling out uh, Velveteen Dream, and Velveteen Dream returned uh, the call out later in the show. But I, I really like Adam Cole settling in as, and I put I put this down in our notes, as the cheer leader 
uh, for Undisputed Era because in his eyes, mission accomplished. And uh, even though Jordan Miles came out and challenged him, I can't believe. Like, that feels like an opening night on USA match. Like, have an NXT championship match, but there's no way Jordan Miles is winning. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I like this. I like the mentality of the rest of Undisputed Era is getting built up by Adam Cole. You know, they're ready to go fight for, for Undisputed Era, make it truly undisputed. And then Adam's just right there, you know, in his mind, again, mission accomplished. I did it. I beat Johnny Gargano. There's nothing else to do. Uh, and that's where I think we've seen some tweets uh, from Tommaso Ciampa. I think that's the next step. But uh, it's just, it, it's a really fun dynamic to see uh, the way Adam is, is leading this group. But I know we're running short on time, so let's keep moving. Mia Yim. Oh my God! I was yeah, I God, thought for sure you weren't gonna say Mia uh, Yim. Besides Matt Riddle and Killian Dane putting on a damn good match, yeah. better than is you know deserving of like a you know Wednesday night TV taping, um, was Mia Yim again being put on a pedestal to be the face of the NXT Women's Division. Um, I. I don't know if WWE, mm-hmm. like, maybe they're not listening to the, the crowd reactions, but when they started to boo the horsewomen attack, it wasn't that they were booing the bad guys, beating up the good guy. They were booing Mia Yim having an opportunity to be interesting. Because I think her joining, you know, Jessamine and Sharina, I, I get yeah. it. You know, they bring in your Roger Strong. They're legitimate. Well, you know, Roderick Strong is, well, I'm gallery. sorry. Uh, but they're <laughs> not very good yeah. at play fighting. They're not very good at this WWE yet. And Mia Yim is at least better than them at that. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best, you know, just go-to wrestlers, you know, in the whole company. But, yeah, I know, I know exactly. That's what I was getting at. Um, I think Mia needed the rub. I think this was a bad idea. I think the crowd was, you know, against this. Uh, they they got to figure something out. They, I think they're gonna have to lean on the depth. Well, moving on. Other areas. I think we've been hinting yeah, at it, and we kind of started last NXT week. Uh, Mike, let's talk. Let's talk glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Some of them have uh, uh, good. Uh, I mean, I, everybody heard from me last week. I I I did really enjoy this season. I have still have some of my favorite episodes are listed below. But um, Mike, what did you think of Bash Productions this yep. season? Yeah, I got to finish it. Yep. Yeah. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, I thought it was another great season. Um, what they what they do so well is it. You know, there's the the drama behind the scenes. Um, And, you know, wrestling does that, too, you know, to kind of make the matches more interesting. Obviously, build up the drama. That's what makes it different from a UFC, um, an MMA. Um, And it was was a funny season. It was a season, like I was just saying, it it built up the drama. But when they actually 
Yep. Took some time to, you know, Freaky Tuesday. show us what it's like in the ring. They were, they were well-produced shows. Uh, I love the professionalism of the, the women, um, especially when they took turns playing each other's roles. Uh, yep. They, uh, they took a moment there to give, like, Machu Picchu the, the line about, you know, maybe we should stick to kayfabe. But then it was just kind of like, nah, let's mix it up. This is a Vegas show. Um, and I think that kind of hints at, you know, uh, wrestling from some, some past decades where, you know, you could, you could kind of have a little more fun like that, or like at a house show, you could have a little more fun like that. You know, if you're going to do something more with a contemporary example, um, I, I just, if you're a fan of wrestling, I, I, and you're not watching this show, you're doing yourself a disservice, um. I think I think they get it. I think the people who write it actually have a real love for wrestling. I don't I don't think it's you know, we started out with a um, um, maybe an opportunity to, you know, uh, look at like the first season was about women's empowerment and I I think the second and third seasons have also, you know, helped um kind of grow and expand that idea where it's these women are so strong not just in the ring i think the first season tried to establish them you know building up physically to put on a good show you know like at the the climax but now it's more about building that that mental strength and i think that's that's kind of cool because that's what wrestling takes i think initially when you are a you know rookie you're you're building that muscle memory to learn how to fight but then by the end you know how to work and it's about, you know, building that, that mental strength to keep doing yeah. the same show every night, um, you know, fighting the same guys. You know, I, I always love reading those wrestling books. And, you know, somebody like Jericho will talk about, you know, I fought Shawn Michaels like 200 times that summer, um, you know, at house shows, TV shows, and then pay-per-views. Um, you know, these women have to go through that grind because they're, they're doing a Vegas yeah, it helps. show, you know, two times a night, five nights a Yeah, week it helps for, us not forget know, that year. when we are watching the WWE um, so we're actually watching cool some real humans out there and to stop letting us, uh, you know, um, life, so. let our judgment of characters, I just, I, uh, I as opposed to, to like human beings and their efforts, uh, get in the way. But, uh, I will say probably the best review glow can get is what Steven Amell announced this week is that there's a new TV, a new wrestling TV show coming out called heels. So he'll be starring in it as a pro wrestler. Uh, and I mean that as the best review Glow could get because they've been so successful and people love the show so much that there's other networks that are trying to jump on board. And I think with the, the new feud heating up between WWE and AEW, maybe the networks see enough there to take a shot at a wrestling TV show. And uh, I I couldn't be happier to see that. Like, It's definitely not a bad thing. We'll see how it goes. When Stephen Amell is in a TV show... I, you know, it's not going to be the best TV show, but <laughs> I don't know if people really do uh, love his work that much. He's he's fine. Um, you know, those DC, DC shows uh, aren't the yeah. best quality of, uh, of television you can find, but it's fine. So hopefully it's more of a dramatic approach and something closer to glow uh, and not something too cartoony because uh, 
you know what? We could just watch uh, the WWE for that. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Anyway, so that was my feeling on that. It's um, because they, you know, they, they, I think they did a really good job of taking those those stories we've read yes. in wrestling books. I can't remember what her heard in like WWE three six five. Um, yeah. Uh, I forgot what she's called on the show. Uh, the Awesome Kong actress. Um, what is her name? Chump Chump Change. She, uh, oh, uh, Welfare Queen. She, you know, was trying to fight through injury. You know, she's got a broken back. Uh, looks like her muscles are taking her out. She's in the hot tub every day. Um, you know, just, just little quirks like that. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, what I would call CW drama. Like, it was real, like, pulled from wrestlers' lives drama. You know, where you, you gotta put on the show every night. The show must go on. Uh, we need you. Um, and wrestlers, you know, for, for better or worse, you know, biting the bullet and still going out there and, you know, getting in the ring with injuries. So I think if, cause they, they, you know, they, they don't try to, um, like I think a lesser show would talk about, you know, based on real things that really happened, you know, in a wrestling ring. It's just, if you're a fan, you, you know, you're already kind of aware of stuff like no, that I or... You know, maybe the show kind of helps, you know, enlighten you on some of those things. And I, I just, yeah, I really and, and you that bringing that up is, is actually a great point. It really does that's, feel like that's still I'm, something that I'm needs more attention on it. Like that, that idea of, um, you know, for what I, what's one of my health coverage and health insurance for the wrestler and making sure that they have some sort of plan to rely on. And um, I think this, that, that episode and that storyline is a great, like, they're going to figure it out, and they're making her a manager. But I, I, I think if you're watching that, and you're like, that's not really solving the problem. Oh. All right. Well, well I was, I was going to keep going, uh, but yeah, um, I guess I'll... <laughs> um, um. I guess, uh, Matt, who'd you say oh, that okay. for this? Um, I really like I Sheila the She-Wolf. Um, I, I thought... No, I, I got... Oh, they're plugged in. It's just... They're regular headphones this week. I might be losing um, but yeah, Sheila the She-Wolf is, is my MVP. Alright, well... <laughs> this will be fun to listen to on the episode. Um... I guess we are wrapping up because Mike can't hear me on the phone call. We still have some technical difficulties to figure out. So uh, yeah, while we wrap up, thank you for tuning in with Brothers of Discussion. Another great episode. Uh, I had fun talking. <laughs> Jesus. Well, folks, that was fun. Now you know why we're brothers. Because uh, I can hear Mike talking. He can't hear me. And, of course, we picked the same wrestler to be our favorite for the season. 
I'm gonna end the show here and call Mike right back and let him know what happened, but thank you for tuning in. Go to BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to hear more. And of course, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and subscribe to the Brothers of Discussion podcast and rate and review us. It really does help us out, get more coverage. And what we want to do, think about what episode we're on. We're on episode 93 ton of fun things happening on episode 100 so please uh do what you can to help us grow the show and by episode 100 i promise we're gonna have some new surprises and some merch to talk about all right thanks everybody have a good one